Wednesday, August 25, 2021. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations, individual wealth tips, tricks, tools, and techniques, along with things that made Paul and Team Truesdell raise their eyebrows, shake their heads, and purse their lips while taking a deep breath. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening, reading, or using this podcast and website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes only and agree to our terms of use and privacy policy. Okay boys and girls, it's time to relax with coffee or tea, whiskey or wine, while driving, relaxing, or going for a walk. It's dad's time to talk about things that the limp-wristed, loafer-wearing, soccer dads are afraid to talk about. And for all the emotional-based midwits, this is not the podcast for you. Bye-bye. what that is go ahead do you have any idea so i have on occasion met with a uh, young man i think he might be 18 19 years of age he's got to be an adult because uh, i can buy a beer from him at a grocery store when i go to a grocery store oftentimes on fridays i'll um, pick up some chips and maybe some ice cream and some unique beer at this one particular location i won't tell you where because i don't want to get the kid in trouble in any way shape or form so a couple of times he has come up to me and said uh you know just um how you doing he's he's, he's friendly he's nice and i always talk to him and and uh, shoot the breeze and i think a lot of people don't do that uh, me i've always, yeah, never met a stranger but um here's what happened uh the other day he said to me he said uh so you, t- you turned at least 21 yesterday i said yeah <laughs> A lot longer than that, and just kind of had a laugh. He says, so what it was like to grow up in the 80s? And I said to him, I said, uh, oh, hell, son. I said, uh, <laughs> I don't really remember the 80s and 90s or the or the uh, singles. I said, the aughts. I said, I've been working my ass off, but uh, don't know about the 60s and 70s. I'll talk to you all day long about that. And he said, so let me ask you a question. He said, you look like the kind of guy. Did you have a muscle car? <laughs> Now, this is pretty cool. Uh, I said, yeah, I had a muscle car. I had uh, several muscle cars, and there was nobody else in line. And he's like, uh, oh, man, you got to tell me. You just look at the kind of guy that had a muscle car. I said, yeah, I had a muscle car. I had a couple of muscle cars. Told him about my uh, Firebird. Told him about my vet. Told him about just a bunch of different things. And he's like, that's so cool. He said, you know, you don't don't have that today. I said, I know. I know. And I had given him a... uh, business card a long time ago just to the podcast and uh 3m.mba and and that uh, takes you to paultruzel.com and he said you know i listen to your podcast every day i said do you really he said, yeah i love it he said uh he said i like how you change things up i said uh, how so i'm just curious he goes i like how you, you're calling yourself dad and you're the dad that, I, that a lot of people don't have and just you call it the way it is and i said <laughs> i like that he goes, no, it's cool. He says, I'm turning on to my friends. And I've noticed that I'm beginning to get more and more younger people who are listening to the podcast. Because again, I, you know, I've said this before, you know, 
Listen, those of us who are in our 60s and 70s and 80s, even in 90s, people who are in the 50s, eh, not so much so, 50s and 40s, you know, you're still, you're not the boomers and you, I don't know, whatever, I'm not going to go there, but it just wasn't the same for you as it was for us. And the guy is like, dude, he said, you know, you lived in the golden age and talking about a bunch of different things. I, th- I thought it was kind of cool. I know I've been told that a lot in the past, that uh, being a cop in the Tampa in the 70s and 80s was like, the, those were the golden eras. And I get it. You know, today you've got a lot of uh, people who are, uh, who are cops who are doing uh, all sorts of cool things. You guys, you guys got all sorts of toys. But, you know, I doubt very many of you uh, have uh, gone down the road, turn your cars off, put it in neutral. Gl- you just you glide down the road. We didn't have uh, computer screens to ruin our visual optics as we could look out. Stick your head out the window and listen for uh, screams. And a lot of people didn't do that. You don't. It, you just don't. You just can't. There's no way to relate to things like that. Just like there's not a lot of ways to relate to, uh, you know, the the old V8 engine, right? Unless you watch, uh, I don't know, what is it, Fast and Furious? But this was a common noise. Uh, this was common sound when I was a kid. Yeah, and we worked on our cars and we knew how to do those kind of things. Anyways, I thought I'd just share that with you that, um, you know, there is hope for the world. And um, some people out there who are younger appreciate what we did in the past and are not so um, godforsaken pinheady. I think the thing that he mentioned one time, he was out uh, doing grocery carts, picking them up. And, and he said to me, uh, hey, Mr. Truesdale. I said, hey, how you doing? And he saw my Mercedes S-Class and he goes, you know, something along the lines. Oh, I love that sled. Oh, you got, got a great ride or something like that. And so, you know, again, he just... Was enamored by the fact that, you know, the guy with the gray hair coming in and every, you know, once a month or so, and, you know, eh, it's uh, ice cream chip and beer night, you know, taking care of the family. And so he, he recognizes but how cool it was. He goes like, yeah, so you graduated from the muscle car to now the, uh, the big luxury car. And he asked me uh, how many I've had, you know, do I have many of those? And I told him how many I've gotten. And he said, oh, man, he said, I got to do what you do. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, go to school, get a bachelor's degree, get a degree in finance or economics and uh, and learn how to do um, analytics without uh, the um, emotional BS and uh, let's talk. Oh, anyways, enough of that. Let's go to the next item here. You know, you have to think a little bit about the collapse of the condo in Florida. I mean, that's a big deal, right? A lot of people died. Wall Street Journal has an article talking about the Florida condo collapse, rampant corner cutting. Okay, you you know somebody's going to be made to um, atone for this thing. And so they're talking about the fact that investigators are finding things like no waterproofing in certain sections and the salty sea spray that has seeped in for decades, weakening the, the rebar and the concrete holding up the condo. Significant concrete deterioration over time. I get it. And it happened on June 24th, and it was a big deal. It was like the, um, you know, again, 13 stories collapse, killing 98 people. Kind of interesting, huh? Talks about uh, without precedent, modern history. That's not true. Lots of things like this have happened. And they're talking about things, uh, you know, cost-saving choices that were done to um, build these things back in the day. And then they talk about how things, when you start cutting corners, snowball. Now, I don't want to beat a dead horse to death, but when you begin to do things on the cheap, too fast, too quick, you don't think it through methodically, what other examples can you think of right now? You know I'm going to say COVID vaccines. You know I'm going to talk about things like Afghanistan. You know I'm going to talk about the failure to only admit those who have the capacity to actually learn and do things that are necessary. 
And you know I'm going to talk about things that are not politically correct, because I'm not politically correct. I never have been and never will be. Because I think that one of the things that once you become politically correct, you start you start doing things that you shouldn't be doing. You begin to lose a part of your heart and soul. Now, everything I talk about here, I mean, this is dad. Remember, I'm not your soccer dad. I'm not your dad where, you know, mom came and said, oh, they shouldn't play football because they might get hurt. And dad has no fortitude and says, oh, okay, honey. Well, they can play flag football, but we can't put pads on them. Okay, honey. I'm not the dad that's going to say, uh, well, hey, let's take the kids out to the uh, the range and uh, learn, teach them how to shoot. Oh, no, guns kill people. No, guns don't kill people, honey. Well, we can do bows and arrows. Yeah, they don't kill anybody. I've never, you know, never, nobody's ever gotten killed with bow and arrow. See, it, 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 this is not new wisdom. The problem is, frankly, that society simply hasn't caught up with people like me and others like me who are willing to talk about things. You know, those of us who are old school, who have been there and done it, um, we're a growing segment of the population. We've been exposed to things, and now we have platforms that we can use to talk about things like a podcast. And frankly, I'm just appalled by the fact that plain spoken truths that I've talked about in this podcast, where I've had hate emails and hate phone calls saying things that are just mind-bogglingly stupid, ignorant. But it is what it is what it is. You know, 99% of the population is going to be up a crick without a paddle. We're going to be just fine, Dandy. You know, this podcast is not designed for the 99%. Quite literally, I know that the people who are going to listen from beginning to end are those in the 1%. They have the 1% intellectual capacity to have a conversation and to debate rather than argue. Let me talk a little bit about education. That's what I kind of prepped for today. You know, education in this country is broken. It's been broken for a long time. And it's designed to create dimwits and midwits, people that follow orders without critically thinking. I had a gentleman I have a great deal of respect for down in the Tampa area, and he said something to me. He said, you know, Paul, we were all trained to follow orders. We were never trained to critically think. So what you're asking for us to do is really hard. And we're looking for you to be the leader. Well, I'm tired of always being a leader. I made a big decision today, uh, quite literally fired somebody from the staff because they can't critically think. It was an external employee. We're not going to go what we had to do, but you can't deal with it anymore. I mean, this person will carry the pail of water, but they don't know how to put the water in the pail. And if you had two faucets, they'd look at you and go, I don't know what to do. So we're creating dimwits and midwits who follow orders without critically thinking. Large employers, they need volunteer slaves. And understand what I said is the word slaves. Slaves is a word that is not racially based. Because remember, a great-grandfather many, many years ago of mine came over as an indentured servant and was in essence in slavery for two years, won his freedom, paid his, his fare to get over here on the Winthrop fleet, one of the original ships, and became the first vicar of Boston. It's nothing I should be proud of. I'm just telling you that's a fact. But critical thinking is critical. Large employers need slaves. And when you look at how so many aspects of society are collapsing right now. It's really frightening. Education, where inclusion and diversity is the most important thing, is dangerous. This whole bunch of crapola. No child should be left behind. Yeah. Sounds good, but it's complete poppycock. There's a thing a lot of Christians have, you know, all men are created equal and they cite the Bible and blah, blah, blah. I got news for you. Yes, no matter who you are, the spark of life, when the sperm and the egg get together, it is a, it's a miracle. It's a miracle of life. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
But once you make baby batter and those genes begin to form, got news for you. Nobody's equal. Those genes are going to create a child, is hopefully, that will be born rather than aborted. Makes you wonder how many Einsteins we've killed. When you have children and they're born, I got news for you. Even if they're identical twins, they're not absolutely totally identical. They're not because they're going to have different experiences. Oh, they may look alike, act alike, basically be alike, but there's something different. One might have a hangnail. One might get a dog bite. One might, I don't know, something is going to always be a little bit different. But what they want is they they, they want lemmings. The education system is designed to mint lemmings. Now, those who are gifted, who naturally learn, who are autodidacts like my son and I, they're, you're gonna, they're gonna move forward. They're gonna do whatever they gotta do. But they do not work well in a structured environment. People like myself and those around me excel extremely well with informal education. And the point is, why does everybody have to dot the I's and cross the T's in order to be able to study? I've always said this, if I can take the test and pass it, then why do I need to go through the class? You have to demonstrate proficiency. Just because you pass the test doesn't mean you're proficient. But we can do things in a fraction of the time that it takes somebody sitting in a classroom to learn. So get out of my way. And the problem is we have people that are in classrooms who are bored out of their minds. They're bored to the point where they're frustrated. They're angry. They're looking for alternative measures of success. This whole idea of no child left behind is pure political pogwash. Now, my God, the amount of money that will be spent in the next few years on Baltimore because the educational standards are absolutely in the toilet will be astronomical. But this government, I don't care if it's city, state, and local, they just waste money hand over fist. Here's a good example. We spent a trillion dollars in Afghanistan or more. We were spending $30 million dollars a day. I take that back. We were spending $300 million a day. And people are saying we left a billion or two of equipment behind and the Taliban have got all this equipment. Okay, just real quickly, 300 million divided into 1 billion is how much? Let's round down a little over three days. If we left one or two billion dollars of military equipment behind, where'd all the rest of the money go? You see, we're not allowed to ask questions. If you ask questions, why is it after all these years, we can get a vaccine for, in essence, what is genetically similar to AIDS and the common cold. And we were told that if you got the vaccine, you would not get COVID, but we're not allowed to question anything about the ancillary effects. We're not allowed to bring up what happened in 1976 when Gerald Ford forced Americans to get vaccines and the government has paid millions and millions and billions of dollars to people. Why aren't we allowed to know the unredacted Warren report for the Kennedy assassination that took place in Dallas. Why did NASA destroy all the films? Everything that shows man landing on them, why did they get rid of that? Oh, they needed hard drive space. Really? Why is it that on September 10th, a guy by the name of, who just recently died, Donald Rumsfeld, Secretary of Defense, comes out and gives a speech and talks about not just billions, but trillions of dollars that are missing in the defense budget, and that there is a group that is investigating, and he was going to present information on this. And the very next day, you had 911. What's the big deal about that? That happens to one of the buildings happens to be where all that material was kept. Just saying correlation is not causation. Just like I don't believe that every child that has an average of a D, I mean, literally, they have a GPA in Baltimore of like a 0.93. How do you pass people with those kinds of, it, 
it can't be the kids. What is going on is we have an education system that's designed to facilitate the development of employees for employers who want predictable results from predictable humans. It's one of the reasons why social media and the massive data tracking should be of great concern because people have been programmed to be lemmings. You have been programmed to be a commodity and to be a slave to those who influence you with perpetual consumerism and propaganda to feed that machine. It's brutal to people. And the truth is that there are some students out there that have no real interest in education. And by having those kids in school with others that truly want to get ahead, they're disruptive, they're violent, they're in the classroom, you're not going to get a decent education. You're not going to get it. There are compelling reasons for getting non-learners out of school and get them out at an early age. Everybody would be better off. There is nothing wrong with a kid who can drive at 16, who is out of school, who can work. Not one bit. Look at what they do in England. England's messed up, royally messed up. But over there, a bachelor's degree is three years, not four. There are children who cannot and will not learn, and they are injuring those who are there because they're basically confined to school. They're bored. They're frustrated. They're embarrassed. And as a result, you get this insane juvenile delinquency that, well, adolescents get angry. They get stupid. But they see the hypocrisy in the system. Continuation of school for most, a lot of these people are just, it's a complete waste of time. It is a farce. They're angry, but they're not so stupid that they can't see the hypocrisy, okay? These people are better off if they learn a skill. Something that is valuable to them in the next few years. Learning how to weave baskets is not a skill. So many degrees out there, they're worthless. So the possibilities are worth exploring, but we should not allow those students who don't want to be there, who shouldn't be there, who want to learn on their own something else, to destroy those who truly want to be there. It's a very high price to pay. But again, that is what the world has come to in the United States. No child left behind. No citizen left behind for vaccines. Everybody takes the magic pill. Everybody takes the pixie dust treatment. It all will be good. All of these feel-good solutions are crap. 43% of the students in Baltimore have a grade point average of 0.99. That's 0.99. 0.99. And one-third of the high school graduates in in Baltimore they literally scored a zero, a zero, zero on math proficiency. Nine out of 10 blacks or male in Baltimore cannot read at grade level. I find that appalling. It's appalling. It's not a problem of the school. It's a problem at home. It's a problem with a lot of issues. Can't talk about it. You can't talk about it. Only 13% of fourth graders, 15% of eighth graders can read proficiently. So Here's the bottom line. Nobody's equal. The world's violent. Those that are willing to use violence will get ahead. Look at what's going on in Chicago. Every single day in Chicago. Year to date, 539 people have been murdered in Chicago. A person is shot every one hour and 54 minutes. A person is murdered every 10 hours and 28 minutes. Just shy of 3,000 people have been shot. So far in August, 71 Correction, 73 have been murdered, 404 shot. The law enforcement men and women there are burned out. They can't take it. And you get to that point where you're not going to care. I was there. I know. So far this year, they've had 912 carjackings. (laughs) Unbelievable. 
kids between the age of zero, little tiny babies, and 12 years of age. Two have been shot and killed, 24 wounded. 13 to 17, eh, it starts to go up. 34 have been killed, 179 wounded. 18 to 35, 269 killed, 1,305. Sounds like an Afghanistan uh, in Kabul number, right? 1,305 wounded. Ah, the middle age. I didn't know middle age. I feel like I'm middle age, so. 36 to 54, 92, so it starts to go down. 92 have been killed, <coughs> excuse me, 394 wounded. Oh, the AARP crowd, 55 plus. Well, I'm in my 60s. I feel like I'm middle-aged because I got longevity in the family. I'm not quite middle-aged yet. 19 old farts killed and 67 wounded. But here's the kicker. Now listen to this one. People, they do not know the age. They don't know the age. How can you not know somebody's age? 96. <laughs> have been wounded. we got no idea. Now, can you imagine you've got 19 people so far this year in Chicago that have accidentally shot themselves in the groin, or we can call shot in the junk. And then 33 have been shot by others in the junk. So I guess that's one way of having birth control. Here's the bottom line. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The solutions are always the obvious. Teachers know that. Teachers that drink the Kool-Aid, forget it. For those of you who are parents, education begins at home. A lot of what goes on in schools are just is babysitting. And I'm dead serious about that. My children I taught, my wife and I taught, we took total control over their education and I'll stack them up against anybody, anytime, anyplace, anywhere under any circumstance. And I'll debate you anytime, anyplace, anywhere on any time on this because I know what I know and I know that there are certain things in life you have to do. And part of the things that we have to do is we have to basically understand what a central city and a suburb and what rural life is all about. We have to understand that and have a frank conversation. And there are certain things that are a pattern. Patterning is critical. And one of the things for patterning that's absolutely, in my belief, I just believe this without any doubt or hesitation, a person's time horizon will determine their class. You see, people with an extreme present orientation are low class. They live moment to moment. They're either unable or unwilling to take account of their future or to control their impulses. They're irresponsible. They simply cannot take the future into account. They're unskilled. They're in dead-end jobs. They're lousy husbands and fathers. Now, don't, cons- cons- don't misconstrue this. Those people are not your working class. They have a longer future perspective. It's longer than the low class. It's less than middle class. But again, middle class oftentimes have midwits who think they know everything about everything, but they're not like those of us who are in the upper class. You see, it's time horizon. It's not just a theory. It's a fact. You want to know how successful your children are going to be? Try to figure out their ability to see the old man in their life. If they can look at a grandparent or great-grandparent and see themselves someday in that role, they're probably going to do okay in life. But if they can't, you probably have a future dumbbell who is going to have to kowtow to the whip of the man who controls them when they're working for somebody else because they're a temporary slave. Every employee is a temporary slave. Everybody is a slave to somebody at one time or another. Understand that. But if you want to understand how to break cultural transmission of crime, the breakdown of schools, it's real simple. You have all of these co-influences that shape a person's behavior based upon their time horizon. It's always been that way. It's always going to be that way. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Middle class, 
They expect to still be around in their 60s or thereabouts. Yeah, no kidding. They plan for their children and maybe their grandchildren, but they're not quite so future-orientated so that they're looking for multiple generations. I mean, things like mankind they can talk about, but that's just too distant in the future. That's not something that they feel comfortable talking about. And middle-class people tend to have these feelings of self. You know, we, if you look at who is on Facebook and all these social media sites, it's not the upper class, no way, shape, or form. We don't have time for that. I get on it for one reason, one reason only. See what the hell everybody else is doing and to promote whatever we're doing. 99.9% of the time is just a complete waste of time. But the upper class, they're on the other end of the scale from the low class. They expect to have a long life expectancy. They look forward to their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. They understand family lines. They deal with abstract entities like, such as nation and community and mankind. They're confident within their limits to shape their future, and they have strong incentives to invest. I can tell you, people who put money away on a systematic basis have been doing this for 36 years and asking the same questions over and over. They have a longer-term time horizon. Oh, people will drop money in. Boom, they'll drop a sum. But they won't put money in on a systematic basis. Show me somebody who is working class, right? They're just a working class person. But some of these people, that's just a means to the end. They're not working class. They have a upper class mentality. They have a very specific goal and objective. This will provide the money and or pension in order for them to then do the next step. They don't have the guts, the fortitude to go for it. They want to have that safety net. But the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this isn't rocket science. This is just dad talking to you. For the next few minutes, we're going to listen to uh, Daydreamer by Trooper. Okay, so with that, Tuesday, August 24th, 2021, sit back, relax, think about it. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. Later. Truesdale podcast is available daily, with exceptions, at 5 a.m. Eastern. To email us, use the following email address. Team, that's T-E-A-M, at Truesdale.net. Again, that's team, at Truesdale.net. Or use the contact form found on PaulTruesdale.com. The Paul Truesdale podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting.